Welcome to Digital Cryptids Presents RNGG Explains Fortnite. I'm Cassidy and my pronouns are she and they. I'm Crash, my pronouns are they, them. I have played Fortnite for a good bit of Chapter 2, and the Chapter 2 ending event happens tomorrow at time of recording, literally in 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't know the full story, and so I did a bunch of research, and now I know basically the full story. All of the important parts. Right. Um, and I've written a whole whole thing of all of the information that I've gathered using the fortnite.fandom.com wiki. Crash, you know nothing about Fortnite, yeah? I know that Ariana Grande was there, and she was big, and she had a heart hammer. Okay. And, uh... They, I, you showed me the cutscene for the, like, the vortex, like, the reality's unstable and everything's, like, purple now stuff. Well, that happens a lot, <laughs> uh-huh. it turns out. Um, but I think the one that you're thinking of is probably the one where, like, I had to jump through portals and stuff. Yeah, I think it was the Primal season. Yeah, yeah, okay. The thing leading into Primal, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Because that, like, after that you had, like, bows and that was fun. Okay. So, I guess before I dig into it, do you have any questions about Fortnite that you want to try to get answered before we begin? I guess, like, maybe just at the top, like, now that you know, like, the story thus far, like, does that make you appreciate the game a little bit more, or is it just kind of like ha- has it changed your your thoughts on the game at all? Um. Okay. It, it has. Um. I don't think it's like making me appreciate the game itself more, mm-hmm. but just a lot of the stuff that exists on the fringes of the game is a right. lot more interesting. Gotcha. Now. Yeah. Like the whole quest system that exists within Fortnite, I wasn't like super like deep into, but maybe next season I'll actually try to complete quests to get story. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something I'll start doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, But it's it gets pretty intense. <laughs> so I've got my 12-page document here that I'm pretty much going to read mostly verbatim. Uh, uh-huh. You can stop me at any time to ask any questions, and I'll like, well, take a quick break in between sections. Okay, yeah, no, for sure. Okay. So Fortnite lore technically doesn't start until Chapter 1, Season 3. Like, before that, there wasn't really any story going on. Okay. But there's stuff that technically happens chronologically before that, so we're going to start there. Okay. So, Chapter... Not even... I can't say Chapter 1, because that's, that's the first chapter. This is before that. This is the beginning. Final Chapter Prologue 0.2. In the beginning, there was nothing. And then everything burst into being, starting at the zero point, the center of every reality. Countless realities split off from the zero point, each with their own multiverse and all of that jazz. So that's the first thing you need to know from the beginning. Second thing you need to know from the beginning is the imagined order, also known as Io, aka the order, uh, is an ancient organization with the ability to traverse realities, alter timelines, and pluck individuals from different realities and place them on the island. Right. Third thing, which is actually more than the third, just the third thing, but a lot of things are all tied together with this third thing. So there's the island. There's been two of them so far. (laughs) Uh, The first island, 
that ever existed was in chapter one, or maybe not the first one that ever existed, but the first one that people have seen that we know Mm -hmm. of is from chapter one of Fortnite. It was called Athena. The chapter two island, after Fortnite ended and then got restructured, and I'll explain how that worked in a second, is called Mm -hmm. Apollo. Okay. These islands exist within the loop. You're going to hear a lot of me saying the noun in this. Mm -hmm. The loop is a time loop that resets all of your knowledge basically every time it ends. Um, Also, people that are trapped in the loop are called loopers, so the player character is often just referred to as the looper. Uh Uh-huh. And the part of the whole thing is like, okay, if you're a looper, you don't remember everything that happens in the loop, and also um, that's why the people you play as don't speak. Okay. Although there are definitely characters that are loopers that do speak. Theoretically, I don't know, <laughs> but that's okay. that's that's the facts as I have it. Every Fortnite match is one loop. It lasts about twenty two minutes. So that's everything from the beginning. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Any questions? Yeah, not so far. Okay, so now we're going to start with the actual start of the story, the arrival of the visitor. So by the end of season three and heading into season four, a massive meteor strikes the island damaging a large area and scattering these little chunks of space material called hop rocks that can alter physics. Uh, an unnamed investigation agency, or rather the unnamed investigation agency known by some as the government, comes in <laughs> and investigates. And during season four, a movie set is constructed around the island and is produced, and as part of the set, they build a rocket. This will be important because as the UIA drills into the comet, revealing a space pod. And they drill in there, they find the space pod, and inside the space pod is the Visitor, who is one of the Seven. So, the Seven is a group that is trying to stop the Imagined Order, but we don't know that yet. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, the Visitor escapes, he modifies the rocket, and harnesses the power, so he modifies the rocket, and fuels it with Hop Rocks, and he's going to use the rocket to harness the power of the zero point. Zero point, again, is like the center of all realities. It's kind of, visually, it's a big blue orb. Just like a yeah. really massive blue orb. You've probably mm. seen it. Yeah. Uh, so, lo- the rocket launches, and then it falls back down towards the island, aiming at Tilted Towers. But before it hits the Tilted Towers, it opens a rift into the in-between. The in-between is a ne- is the sort of like the nexus point between realities. It's like the, um... It's like darkness portals from Kingdom Hearts. Right, right. Um, it's also part of the zero point itself. So it bounce- it goes through this rift and comes out like another rift, goes through a bunch of other rifts flying around the island before it blasts up through the sky and creates a giant rift in the middle of the sky. This rift stays there, and it's called the Sideways Rift, and it's the basis for Season 5. So, as part of Season 5, more rifts are opening around the island, and some of the Fortnite stuff, and Fortnite ends up in the real world, and like there's sand and bones and stuff leaking out of the Sideways Rift and into the island. Um, here's an image of Fortnite stuff existing in the real world. Hold on, I gotta, like, I guess just take a screenshot of this. Part of a thing that literally happened is they just put a big old burger head in the middle of the desert. Lovely. 
<laughs> so that's season five. During season five, however, this we're on to the next section, Arrival of the Cube. During season five, a few map changes occur due to the sideways rift existing, but it finally starts to shrink and changes from the blue color that it started out as to a, like a menacing purple. Eventually, Enforcers, aka Omniversal Space-Time Cops, return several items and landmarks that had rifted off of the island back to the island. Don't worry, they'll never come up again. <laughs> <laughs> the sideways rift then shoots some lightning at a hill in like a desert part of Fortnite and creates a giant purple cube, and then the rift disappears. This cube starts rolling around the island, leaving seven glyphs across different locations of the island. Each glyph is producing its own anti-gravity field. The cube then rolls to Loot Lake and dissolves into it. Like, just melts into Loot Lake. And that's okay. the end of Season 5. In Season 6, the matter from that dissolved cube starts gathering around the island in the center of Loot Lake and rips it out of the ground and into the air, leaving a purple whirlpool in its place. I should specify that Loot Lake, I haven't actually checked this, but based on other things that happened, Loot Lake, I believe, is in just in the middle of the island. Okay. So the, uh, the anti-grav fields all around all of the different glyphs disappear, but the areas around them are corrupted by the cube's evil energy. So this floating island, which from now on I'm going to be referring to as the floating island, floats around from glyph to glyph and absorbs energy from each one. And the cube that is growing within the island, you know, grows each time, slowly overtaking parts of it. When it reaches the seventh and final glyph, all of the glyphs come out of the ground and float towards the cube, give it one final blast of energy before falling to the ground expended. The island then returns to Leaky Lake, which is the remnants of Loot Lake, and the cube pulses with energy, firing a purple beam into the sky, forming a vortex. This floating island then explodes into three different islands, and the cube explodes into shards that land all over the place and turn into cube monsters, which attempt to kill any looper on sight. A dense fog rolls in, covers the island, and starts the 2018 Halloween event, Fort Nightmares. Okay. Um, so one of the named NPCs, Calamity, she's a cowgirl, it doesn't matter. She rallies an army of loopers, and they all attack the cube, who I guess is still... I don't remember how it got back together, but I guess it still exists, and also there's just a bunch of cube monsters everywhere. Mm -hmm. They attack the cube, the cube explodes, it damages the zero point, however, and sends all of the loopers into the in-between. And while all of the loopers are gone, Loot Lake is returned to normal, with a cube gently resting in its center. Although the fog and the cube monsters are removed, and the loopers are sent back, just as an iceberg shows up. So that's the end of the cube arc. Do you have any questions? Okay. None so far. Okay. So the iceberg that I just mentioned. This is a new section. Mm. I've called it a song of fire, ice, and pirates. <laughs> the iceberg arrives at the beginning of season seven, and with it comes the kingdom of the Ice King. On the iceberg is a mountain called Polar Peak, and it starts to melt, or sorry, it starts out completely covered in snow, and the snow slowly melts, revealing a castle inside. And in the castle, there's a throne, the Ice King's sitting on it, but he's just like asleep or whatever. And also, as the snow melts, it reveals the castle's dungeon, where the prisoner is located, like chained up. So right. the Ice King wakes up, leaves his throne, and finds a shard of the cube, and uses its power to cover the whole island, 
in snow and summons the ice lesion. Uh, the prisoner eventually is freed from the dungeon, stops the ice storm that started, and regains his full power as the Fire King. And part of his regaining his power is he makes a big volcano. Okay. So in Season 8, Blackheart the Pirate Captain arrives, and apparently he, the Ice King, and the Fire King are all looking for the exact same treasure. The Fire King summons his own minions, the Brood, as well as his right hand, Ruin. Um, and also, at some point, Peely enters a banana hood and conducts the ripening ritual, and I have no idea what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the UIA begin evacuating areas around the map to, to or sorry, not evacuating, excavating. They're digging out areas around the map to vent the volcanic pressure to stop the eruption from happening. Um, but in the process, they find the vault near Loot Lake. And the vault is a gate to the zero point, and is usually guarded by someone named Singularity, who was for some reason not at her post, so the vault is opened, and the thing that happens from that is they bring back an old gun that got put back into the game. Okay. So then the volcano blows up, destroying nearly all of Tilted Towers and the entire retail row shopping district. And that's the end of this section. Any questions so far? Uh, no. Other than, did you happen to get, like, what the gun was or, like, why it was taken out of the game? It was like a Tommy gun. I think it was okay. just had balancing issues or something. <laughs> and then they were like, no, this is lore significant. We're bringing it back. Yeah. Um, so now we're out of there and into, um, the beginning of the end. So this is both season nine and season X of chapter one. So Singularity uses the power of the zero point to rebuild Tilted Towers into New Tilted and Retail Row into Mega Mall. <laughs> A power plant is built in the volcano, which uses the magma to create clean energy. Meanwhile, Polar Peak... Uh, there's a large eye just seen on the side of it, and then part of the iceberg breaks off and disappears. Occasionally, the Devourer, a one-eyed kaiju that was living in Polar Peak and the owner of that one big eye, returns and just, like, destroys parts of the map. So occasionally the map will just be updated and there's another part of it destroyed. Mm. So now we finally get our first instance in the lore here of Jonesy. Jonesy the First. After hiding in a bunker from the volcano and eating Peely to survive, he becomes Bunker Jonesy and becomes aware of the loop and is trapped in it for an unknown period of time. He knows what's going to happen and tries to warn everyone. The UIA then constructs a large mecha to fight the Devourer. <laughs> and when I say large, I mean it's like a Megazord. It's like a Voltron Megazord situation. It's got like a bear head. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Normal, normal fine stuff to do. Yeah. So the Devourer attempts to use to get the zero point from the vault, but Singularity, who is piloting the mecha, uses the zero point's power to make a cool sword and then defeats the Devourer. But in the process, the zero point is destabilized. So Season X begins with the zero point exploding and freezing time. But parts of the island are like sent to like different parts of their own timeline. Uh, for example, the meteor from Season 3 you know, when the visitor showed up, is in the air over where it landed. Um, mm -hmm. Tilted Towers is now, like, Wild Westified, and Mega Mall is now back to Retail Row, but specifically from the Fort Nightmares section of time. So it's all mm -hmm. foggy and spooky. So the Imagined Order contacted the scientist 
who is another member of the Seven, who is actually the one in the meteor this time, not the visitor. Mm. And they manipulate him into fixing the zero point. And so the scientist, in order to do this, makes a bunch of rift beacons, which create rift zones around the map that is the reason why everything is in different parts of time. So by creating a new rift, now, instead of it being Tilted Towers, it's the Wild West Tilted Towers, etc. Gotcha, but also, yeah. sometimes, instead of it being that, it's pulling in another reality. Uh, this includes stuff like Borderlands Pandora and Gotham City. Hmm. That's, that's fine and normal. Yeah. Uh, one of the Rift Beacons that gets built resummons the floating island from when the cube was here, which then moves about the map. It's generally a confusing and bad time for everyone. Right, right. And if you thought that wasn't messy enough, things are about to get even messier. Mm -hmm. To the point where I'm going to explain it, and then I'm going to take a step back and re-explain it just by verbatim reading what the fan wiki says. Okay, okay. So let's see if you can follow along with how I explain it. The scientist then begins reconstructing the rocket and creates several tapes so that he can remember his plans across the various loops. The plan is to fire the rocket, which will sync up with other members of the Seven crossing into the island through the rift beacons on their own rockets, which they then will use to rift the meteor out of the loop to restore the flow of time and then crash the meteor through another rift and into the zero point itself so that it could continue to explode and destroy the island and all of Reality Zero, which I never described Reality Zero. Reality Zero is the term for the Fortnite reality. Okay. All the Fortnite exists within Reality Zero. Okay. Um, and by destroying all of Reality Zero, it'll then reform reality itself inside a reconstructed version of The Bridge, which is a facility that can control the loop in the island and protects the zero point from outsiders. I think. <laughs> and so they do that, and the zero point collapses into a black hole that absorbs everything, and then Fortnite is shut down for a few days, and all of the social media accounts are essentially reset. Mm. Numbers are shown during the blackout on the screen. And when lined up with words from the scientist tapes, it says, I was not alone. Others are outside the loop. This was not calculated. The nothing is now inevitable. But let me just reread all of that, but specifically by how FanWiki explains it. And maybe that'll okay, make yeah. a little bit more sense. <clears throat> okay, I need some water first. <laughs> so the Fortnite FanWiki says this. The scientists created rift beacons throughout most of Season X, creating rifts acting as gateways to the island for other members of the Seven. During The End, the Seven destroyed the time bubble surrounding the Zero Point, resuming the pinching process. That, basically, the pinching process is the part where it reabsorbs all of Reality Zero. Right. That was paused by the freezing of time at the start of Season X. Following the time bubble's destruction, the zero point exploded and its remains collapsed into a black hole that destroyed the entire island and momentarily collapsed reality. During the blackout, the scientist managed to transmit a message stating, I was not alone, others were outside the loop, this was not calculated, the nothing is now inevitable. Mm -hmm. This suggests that the Seven have failed in their attempt to contain the zero point and that their uncalculated actions instead resulted in the permanent destruction of the universe. Oh, just normal and fight things. All right, so we're taking this, is... this into the next chapter, or a new chapter, and I'm going to keep reading what the fan wiki says. Okay. However, despite what the Seven stated, the black hole evaporated away after two days of the blackout. 
forming a brand new zero point that reconstructed reality and reorganized the previous island's matter into a new one, wiping the slate clean and beginning once again. The reason for the black hole ending is likely due to the transmission sent at the start of the season, likely originating from the imagined order. Security encryption M7 authenticated. The containment field has stabilized. The bridge is intact. The seven succeeded. Our manipulations averted disaster. The zero point is ours, and the plan can continue. Recalculating loop shift. Initiating subloop text transmission. Redirecting received. Surprising is the sheer volume of matter resolved around the bridge. Extensive charting and analysis are required. Our best redacted team has been scrambled and inserted. We expect resistance and similar embedded agents. We've been as quiet as possible, but the gaze of others may now be turned towards zero. A whole new world awaits. End transmission, loop, redirecting, receive. And that's the end of the fan wiki part. Okay. So basically, the seven fucked up. <laughs> they fucked up big time, and the IO managed to make it work in their favor, and now they control the bridge, which means they control reality zero. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This also leads to the creation of the new island, Apollo. So up to this point, for chapter one, I've just been kind of briefly summarizing and condensing seasons into each other. Right, right. But because this is supposed to lead into the finale stuff for chapter two... I'm going to go pretty in-depth on each season of Chapter 2 and just use the exact names they gave them. Perfect. Yeah, that works. So before we get there, any questions? <laughs> um, I think I'm good so far. Okay. We're doing some time loops. We're fucking up with reality. It's just like normal casual things on a weekend. Alright, so Chapter 2, Season 1, New World. First thing that happens is the above transmission that I just read. Second, somewhat important to know is that at the center of the island is a lake, and on that lake is a small island in the shape of the previous island, Athena. This island is called Island. I am not making that up. That is what it is called. <laughs> and also, the bridge is located beneath it. And okay. thirdly, I need to explain something wildly important about something you may not expect to have lore implications. Okay. So you know how there are skins that are different versions of the same character? Like, I mentioned earlier, there's Jonesy the First and then Bunker Jonesy. And yeah. honestly, there's just a lot of Jonesies. Uh-huh. And you know how multiple people can play as the same character in the match? Like, if you're playing as Naruto, you can run into other Narutos? Correct. Those are all canonically different people. I mean, well, they're the same person, but they're different versions of that person. Right, right. Anytime a looper escapes the loop, for example, by getting a victory royale, a snapshot of that character is created. Each snapshot of a character is different. Snapshot is capital S, by the way. Yes, naturally. Um, <laughs> so when you see two Naruto's, that's because there's two snapshots of Naruto. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, strangely enough, that makes perfect sense. This is going to come up in the story in a second. <laughs> yeah, naturally. So, having attempted to cover up the massive amount of energy produced in recreating Reality Zero by this whole event, the IO plans to remain in hiding, but they need to know the layout of the island uh, and need to get a sense of everything and have an organization in place to maintain control. So they send a group of five people to establish the organization known as EGO. I could not tell you what this stands for, I tried finding it. Okay. I mean, sometimes they're just... 
it, it's 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 an acronym, but it's not. Yeah, you know, you know. Uh, so they team up with a sentient pile of slurp juice and become the leaders of Ego as they study and learn more about the island. After a bit of time passes, it is revealed that there are opposite and antagonistic snapshots of all six leaders, who form a group called Alter. Also on all caps. Don't know what it right. stands for. <laughs> it's it's there to be Alter Ego. Mm-hmm. And they plan to kill the originals and take their place because they feel fake. Uh, to get yeah. a sense of what I mean by opposites, Ego has a cyber ninja type guy, like a real uh, snake eyes motherfucker, uh-huh. named 8-Ball, who has like a head that looks kind of like an 8-Ball. And his author counterpart is also a cyber ninja, but he's an all white and his name is Scratch. Yeah. Yeah, that fits. So, Alter takes control of a Slurp Juice factory and creates an army of sludges to outnumber Ego and attacks them. The leaders of Ego, aside from 8-Ball, who has like a whole ninja duel thing going on with Scratch, mm-hmm. they just barely escape and are being watched as they run by someone known as Chaos Agent. I thought this guy was going to come up more, so that's why I wrote his name down. Doesn't really come up as much. Okay. As the season ends, some of the furniture and file stuff found on Island are seen turned into gold. And this, uh, also, this is the season that added fishing to the game. Ah, that, that's important. Mm-hmm. So the gold thing is going to lead into the next season, but okay, season one makes sense so far, yeah? Yeah. Chapter two, season two, top secret. So this is actually the first season that I started playing in Fortnite. That's just neat to know. Yeah, because they're like, not to jump ahead too far, but like, it's got like the secret agent enforcers, right? Yeah, um, literally I'm about to say it. So we start with Ego creating a spy division known as Ghost. And Alter <laughs> obviously has their own, which is called Shadow. Mm-hmm. And they both establish various outposts around the island. And Midas, who is, uh, basically becomes the leader of Ghost. Midas is like, he looks like he would be a criminal, but he isn't. Mm. And he's got, you know, literally the Midas touch and can make things gold. Yeah. He's basically the leader of Ghost at this point. He builds a big home base where Island was, and it's called the Agency. And inside is a big gold statue of himself. Mm-hmm. Chaos Agent has Shadow establish more subtle, stealthy bases around the island. Some stuff happens. People change sides. You know, like you know, there's like literally the leaders of the teams are like swapping sides and stuff like that. Uh, Deadpool shows up. Right. Midas has golden masks of all of the named characters he's apparently killed. It's fine. Meanwhile, Midas's daughter was tasked with constructing a doomsday device underneath the agency. Midas planned on destroying the storm and ending the loop, for some reason, going directly against the goals of the I.O., who he technically worked for, sort of. He charges the device, and a countdown starts, and a few minutes before the countdown ends, the hatches built in the water around the agency open up. As the storm barrier closes in around the agency, the device is activated and pushed the barrier backwards. Uh, so those vents that opened up, some pylons came out of it. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, shooting out energy or something. And it yeah. starts pushing the barrier backwards, causing the loop to destabilize slightly and sending the player character, Looper, the one that you're playing as, directly to the bridge, specifically Agent Jonesy's office, but only for a moment before you are sent back as the device loses power and then dies and... But also, it destroys the storm barrier, releasing mm-hmm. the storm to run wild on any and everyone that's there. And before everyone dies and the agency is destroyed, 
the device starts back up and pushes the storm away from the agency and entirely off the map. Oh. The device begins to shut down again, and the loop just continues to collapse, and the looper is teleported back into Jonesy's office, where they overhear Jonesy learning that the storm is not just a storm. We don't know what this means still. (laughs) And is somehow related to the function of the loop. Jonesy sees the looper, and is surprised that someone got to the bridge without entering the zero points. The looper then teleports back to the main island and sees that the storm has decided to attempt revenge on Midas for trying to kill it and creates a massive wall of water surrounding the island. The IO manages to hold back the water wall temporary with temporary measures and reestablish the storm barrier, fixing the loop. Okay. Uh, Midas vanishes after his device fails and Shadow seizes the ruins of the agency for just a little bit because two days later the water wall barrier breaks and the map is flooded. Right. Hey, it's kind of fucked up that the the storm is sentient and can, like, get revenge. Yeah, it's really fucked up. I, I'm sure that's normal and fine and will not come up later. <laughs> I really hope it does, because I still don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, season two, or chapter two, season three, Splashdown. Not a whole lot happens in this one. Okay. So, Shadow who's still in control of the agency's ruins, turns it into the Authority. Uh, For this season, the storm is temporarily replaced by the Wall of Water, um, and the lower parts of the island are flooded, but the water level slowly lowers over the course of the entire season. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a floating ghost base made out of the remains of the flood stuff, called the Fortilla. Uh, At some point, Black Manta shows up with an army of scuba jonesies, and Aquaman helps take care of that. <laughs> Scuba Jonesy. Uh a spaceship then crashes into the island and loopers help repair it before it launches back into the sky, creating a small rift. Meanwhile in Marvel Comics. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good segue. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I'm very Thor, ready for this. this okay, this is actually something that's happening that was happening in Thor comics at the time. Uh-huh. Thor is helping Galactus hunt down worlds to eat to be able to stop the Black Winter. Spoilers, this is a very funny trick that Galactus is playing. Uh-huh. Galactus sees a rift in space and can smell the energy of the zero point. He wants to eat the infinite power, so Thor goes through ahead to try to warn the people of Reality Zero that Galactus is coming. <laughs> that takes us to Chapter 2, Season 4, Nexus War. Thor arrives in Reality Zero and calls for help, so Lady Sif uses the Bifrost to send Storm, Iron Man, Captain America, Wolverine, She-Hulk, Mystique, Doctor Doom, and Groot to the island. So remember how back near the end of Chapter 1, the scientists went around and built rift beacons? Right, yeah. Uh, Tony Stark decides that he's going to do the same thing, so he breaks free of the loop, builds these rift beacons, and uses the Rift Beacons to summon a, just a chunk of upstate New York and Stark Industries so that he yeah. has access to more stuff. Yeah, that's fine and normal. Uh, he then begins modifying the battle bus, equipping it with guns and gamma cells. Galactus then finally arrives in Reality Zero and rips the zero point from below the map and begins to absorb its power. This sucks everything into the in-between, where Tony reveals that he is, quote, Hacked the loop, end quote, 
and created about a billion clones of the upgraded battle bus. <laughs> the, plan, yeah? the plan here is to get Galactus to eat all of these battle buses and then explode the gamma cells. And so all the loopers work together and they do that. <laughs> the explosion yeah. damages Galactus and sends him back through the rift and out of reality zero. And that's season four. <laughs> do you have any questions about Marvel comics? No, I, that, that was like strangely straightforward. I guess my main thing is like, I, 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 I guess I'm in shock at how well that works. Cause like, I think the thing with Fortnite is you just think it's like, schlocky crossover like multimedia promotion bullshit but like that really was soundly put together oh if you thought this was multimedia promotion bullshit wait till the next season (laughs) i mean no it is it is ultimately but like the fact that like they have got like the people who are like really they've got you know a team that's like really trying to make this make sense in universe is like really cool Mm mm-hmm I so by learning all of this stuff, and this is spoilers for my final thoughts on how this whole thing, like story wise, is written. Is mm-hmm. Fortnite's lore is very Kingdom Hearts to me, and I don't mean that in that it's like over convoluted. I mean that it sounds convoluted from the outside, but the moment you try to understand any of it, it all sort of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. The zero point is Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> 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 is my general theory on how it works. Um, so, <laughs> chapter two, season five, zero point. The zero point is still unearthed and kinda unstable. So Jonesy's boss tells him that he needs to solve the problem of the zero point being exposed and to do it without drawing the attention of the seven, although he doesn't hear that last part because he's already out the door. Right. So Jonesy executes the brilliant plan of use the zero point to summon a bunch of people from other realities. These people are supposedly, quote, the greatest hunters across all realities, but really it's just the crossover season. So you're right. getting stuff like Kratos and Master Chief and Baby Yoda and the Predator and Ryu from Streets, Ripley from Alien, the Terminator, etc. Mm-hmm. Of course, this plan actually just makes the Zero Point even more unstable <laughs> because he's right. using his power to open portals. Uh, and it starts to turn purpley and emit shockwaves. And at this point, the Imagine Order has been giving Jonesy no help. And so I say here that he basically quits and the season ends with Io locking him out of getting access to files on the Seven. But he's still part of it for just the very beginning part of the next season. Okay. So that's season five. Literally all that happens is this is the crossover season and his big plan to fix things made everything worse. (laughs) I don't even know what his plan was. Why do you need hunters? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> look Jonesy maybe they just ha- <sighs> look he's he's a genuine like cute boy but nothing behind the face you know like absolutely mm-hmm. no sense all right so now we get into chapter two season six primal this is the one we mentioned at the beginning <clears throat> mm-hmm. and i got a big paragraph to read that is just that opening part that i played So the season starts with Jonesy quitting the order in order to summon the Seven to stop the Zero Point from imploding. He does this by making his way to the Zero Point, throwing his portal device into it, and summoning a meteor which crashes down. Inside this one is a pod containing the Foundation, the leader of the Seven. The Foundation immediately attempts to kill Jonesy, 
but Jonesy promises that he can get the foundation to Geno and the sisters. We don't know who this is yet. I, re- I remember this from the cutscene. So this jo- is like <laughs> yeah. making sense, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so Jonesy and the Looper run around and close up portals to restabilize the zero point. The foundation encases himself inside it to hold it together while they're doing that. Uh, Jonesy gets turned into a butterfly, but it's like a butterfly made out of the rift. It's weird. Um, uh-huh. Which is why he can teleport the Looper around to make things a little bit easier. Um, and like the reason that happens is because the, the zero point is releasing reality waves that keep just altering everything around them. Um, and the Looper finishes after teleporting around and seeing aspects of older timelines and stuff. Like at one point you're in like this really weird sideways dimension and you can see tilted towers in the distance. Oh, wow. And stuff like that. Um, unfortunately, this isn't enough to fix everything, just closing the portals. So Jonesy has to overload his portal device and use it to seal the zero point, trapping him in the loop and the foundation inside the zero point. The foundation says that he'll find Jonesy afterwards and that Jonesy will tell him everything and thus break him out of the loop, I guess. They're going to find each other and break each other out of the loop or something. Once they both manage to get their way back. Yeah. Uh, The final reality wave also establishes the wild autumnal look of the season with like dinosaur bones and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also the zero point is encased in a massive rock structure called the Spire. And this is all before the season actually begins. Yeah, yeah. So the season begins and there are snapshots of Jonesy all over the place. Um... You know, there's like uh, part of the battle pass even is as you progress, you are unlocking different versions of the basic Jonesy skin, which are like progressively more like rugged adventurerized. Mm hmm. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, And also there are a bunch of smaller spire towers about the place and they're all guarded by spire guardians. After a while, resonant crystals begin to form near the spire and eventually some guy named Raz helps the Looper decode that the Song of the Crystals is actually the Foundation telling them to find Jonesy. So, you go around, you talk to a bunch of Jonesies, and Jonesy the First sort of lets you know that the Spire Guardians are actually IO agents who are trying to stop the Spire from corrupting people. And then Raz gets corrupted by a piece of the Spire. Mm -hmm. And he gets cube powers, like the cube from Chapter 1. Okay. And he becomes Glyphmaster Raz. These cube powers start to draw the attention of something from outside, uh, and then rumors start about alien sightings and alien posters show up all over the island. Uh, so the IO and their probable leader, Dr. Sloan, I say probable, we don't know if she's actually the one in charge, but Mm -hmm. she's the one, she's the most high up we've seen so far. Right. She leads IO to try to get them to snuff out all these rumors. And then a UFO shows up as the aliens come to investigate Raz's cube powers. That brings us to Chapter 2, Season 7, Invasion. And I need to drink some more water. Please do. So, any questions about anything so far? I'm good, thank you. Alright, because we're we're nearing the end. We've got these last two seasons. So, Chapter 2, Season 7, Invasion. I think this is actually the one that I had to write the most for, so this is going to be a bit of a long one. Okay. So, the alien forces arrive, destroy the spire to get to the zero point. Um, but they fail because the zero point's not there anymore. It got returned to the bridge in a Batman comic. 
Okay. Not a joke. There's like a, a series of Batman Fortnite comics that actually establish a lot of Fortnite lore. It's weird. Mm. <laughs> um, it resets the island's environment back to normal-ish. It's still kind of all messed up from the spire, or the zero point exploding and all that. It's just not all autumnal anymore. Uh-huh. So the Foundation, who was previously in the zero point before it got returned, uh, is seen falling into an ocean in a different reality. It's part of the Batman Fortnite comics. So from here on out, the Foundation is in the Batman Fortnite comic series. IO sets up a bunch of research stations to monitor the mothership, the massive UFO that floats above where the spire used to be. And here's an important thing for me to establish. These aliens are known as the Last Reality, and they want to annihilate all life in Reality Zero and take the Zero Point, probably. The thing that they want is to eliminate all life, I guess. I don't know. I don't really know their plan. They're just like alien evildoers. Right. They consist of two factions. The Chimera, who are just like humanoid aliens, and the Cube Legion. Yeah, remember them? The Cubes? They're they, mm. back in Chapter 1? Yeah, that, that Cube back then was also part of the last reality. Mm. So, uh, anyways, Dr. Sloan, Jonesy's old boss, recruits the Looper to find a mole that has infiltrated the Order. Um, and that'll come up again later. Uh, the mothership then launches smaller UFOs that go around abducting people for experiments. Uh, alien parasites are unleashed along with eggs, and they attach to various life forms across the island. Uh, and Last Reality also established some alien parasite hatcheries. Uh, so the IO Mole then leaks a bunch of information out to the public. So the Looper is tasked with mind-wiping people and eventually hunts down the Mole, who turns out to be a trespasser. A shape-shifting alien in disguise. Only, actually, oh. not really. I just remember something else that comes up. So this is a mole. Okay. Not okay, the okay. mole. Okay. But this trespasser, of shape-shifting alien from, I guess, is part of Chimera, uh, is surprised that the Looper doesn't know who they are, because they're supposedly friends. And the trespasser then says that the Looper will remember Chimera's instructions eventually. I think is how the pronoun game worked on that Fortnite wiki page, I think. Okay. This might be something else, but it also might just be foreshadowing this next thing, which is a bunch of billboards advertising cat food show up, but actually it's a whole they live situation where it's revealed that there's like obey billboards and stuff set up by last reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, the Order learns that the island itself is being contaminated by the alien's presence down to like the soil and everything and begins studying to develop a counterweapon, and also Superman shows up. Uh, the mothership begins moving around the map and starts to abduct entire locations for more experimentation. Uh, and this generally sort of like ends with a big orb being placed around them, and maybe they're floating? I don't really remember. Okay. Or like they like get beamed up for a little bit. It, it's I didn't actually see it happen. I have a hard time understanding what it means. Okay. Uh, but while it's going around doing that, Io learns that the last reality tech runs on cube energy, so they utilize some of that cube energy for the mothership countermeasure device so that it'll be undetected. Which, again, I'm realizing what the countermeasure device is, and I don't understand how you use cube energy for it. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those things where I'm, like, I'm writing it as I'm learning it, so I'm rethinking about some of them, like, uh, does that make sense? <laughs> Doesn't make a, a damn lick of sense, but it's compelling, though. So, the Order sets a trap, both for the Mole and for Last Reality. 
and they lure the mothership to try and abduct Corny Complex, which sits on top of a secret IO base. This plan, known as Operation Skyfire, consists mostly of just strapping bombs to the land that's about to be abducted and then blowing it up after it gets abducted. Okay. <laughs> Again, it's sort of like, so how does... How does energy... How does the cube Look, energy fit in? Cube energy is explosive. I guess so. Anyways, so the mole is trying tries to set off those bombs early, but gets caught. She's some NPC that doesn't matter. So she calls Dr. Sloan a warmongering charlatan and then tries to kill the looper, but she doesn't. Hmm. So Operation Skyfire begins, and a, a group of loopers are abducted into the mother, mothership along with the island. Or not island, but the part of land that they were on. Uh, but Dr. Sloan also gave them all fun technological backpacks so she can get in touch with them and help them escape captivity. So they sneak mm-hmm. around the mothership with no guns and come to an observation room where they can see the bomb-laden islands being held in like another area, and they start the arming process. However, that gets interrupted because the windows that they're looking through get shuttered, and the room they're in has like, a little pool of purple liquid, and a big old cube rises out of it. That's fine and normal. Yeah, it's like starts doing like shockwave things that will hurt you. But the Looper's backpacks are then used to disable the cube, turning it into like a like a dark black color. Uh, the windows are reopened, the bombs are armed, and now that everything is set to explode, surprise! Doctor Sloan betrays all of you and leaves you to die with the ship. <laughs> uh, so the Loopers reboot the cube, turning it into a nice, pleasant blue color which then elevators them up into a room full of cubes, and also one golden cube. Uh, The mothership then explodes, sending the loopers and the cubes raining around the island. This is also the season that they added the imposters mode that was just Fortnite Among Us. Mmm. Among Us Susus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, we're on to the final section, the final page, the final season. Final countdown. Chapter 2, Season 8 cubed so now there are five purple cubes a blue cube and a golden cube located around the map the purple cubes are corrupting the surrounding area around them and opening portals to the sideways dimension which is a hostile place full of cube monsters ruled by the cube queen and also when you're in the sideways dimension you can't build however the blue cube is not corrupting anything but instead grows a bunch of trees around it and that area is called friendly forest and it's not important (laughs) Yeah. It may become important in the end or something. Who knows? Uh-huh. So a group to fight against the cubes is formed. It's called the War Effort. Basically, what the War Efforts thing is that uh, players can, quote, donate gold bars to the cause and vote for which weapons they want to be added back into the game mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, part of one of this is, like, they are also funding, quote, quote funding, adding the, this uh, two-person vehicle that is a bipedal mech with rocket launchers on it. One person mm. drives, the other person shoots. I played a match with Charlie yesterday, and we got to ride around in it, and we did kill, like, three people. <laughs> oh, good, good. So, um, anyways, war effort. Not really super important. Uh, the purple cubes slowly move towards the golden cube, which is also moving a lot faster around the map. Um, and as the golden cube, like, moves from, like, it, like, goes to each of the purple cubes and blasts them with, like, a lightning thing, causing them to awaken and spawn six smaller cubes around them. And those okay. six smaller cubes will follow their source cube around, 
Um, anytime a cube gets awakened, it stops following the golden cube and heads towards the center of the island where the spire used to be. Uh, another purple cube also spawns at one point, um, and everybody's theorizing that this is Kevin, which is the name that was given to the cube from chapter one. Um, <laughs> because, you know, the way the new island was formed was by rearranging the material of the first island, which means all of that cube material that was there would have gotten rearranged. Mm-hmm. So just being reassembled and spawning a new cube. Um, so the golden cube awakens all the other cubes, and all but one of them spawns six smaller cubes. The one that doesn't spawn six smaller cubes instead makes a bunch more sideways portals. Uh, and so after awakening the last purple cube, the golden cube moves to the center of the island and begins shooting lightning at the water below. And after all of the other cubes arrive, they create a structure called the Convergence. It's just a big old mess of cubes. Um, the 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 cube queen emerges from the queen cube, which is the gold cube, uh, and threatens to destroy everything and is hovering menacingly above the convergence, hiding within a force field. Meanwhile, a snapshot of Jonesy called Dark Jonesy <laughs> enlists the looper's help in restoring his oracle powers that he apparently has. And when he does so, he predicts two possible paths for the island. Painful sacrifice or total annihilation. So Dr. Sloan led a, also during the season, Dr. Sloan led a convoy of IO troops around the map and revealed a secret IO facility that had been on the island the whole time. And they gathered materials from the destroyed alien mothership. Anyways, so remember how I said the Foundation was in a Batman-Fortnite crossover basically this whole time? Right, right. Well, at the end of it, uh, the Foundation, and also the Batman who laughs, uh, both end up in Reality Zero after a rift in the reality they left was sealed. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in that comic, the Foundation says that his greatest fear is that the Zero Point is in the hands of Geno. Oh, okay. Um, so the convergence grows over time and forms a pyramid-like structure called the Pyramid, which begins sparking as the Cube Queen laughs maniacally. Uh, the Order builds a forward assault base for the coming battle with the Cube Queen. The war effort restores a bunch of old Fortnite weapons and vehicles. And the countdown until the end begins. And that's the story of Fortnite so far, ignoring all of the side stories and like a bunch of other stuff. Like there's this whole thing that apparently like Jules and a couple of other people from like that Midas season near the beginning were have been working on a plan this whole time. At one okay. point Midas came back for Fort Nightmares as Shadow Midas. It's it's like a whole you know, it's stuff that didn't really super matter to the full plot until it does. Yeah, yeah. I I'd like to do a part two once the ending does come out and kind of like see how this all like wraps up. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be playing through that in about twenty three hours, <laughs> possibly with friends. We might have a full team of four. Oh, nice! Uh, a tank, uh, two DPS, and a healer. Yeah, that's how it works. I I every every instance that I've been uh, in so far on my Reaper. Uh, Except for a handful. Most of them, it's been all Reapers, two Sage, and two Paladins. <laughs> That's fun. Because, you know, Paladin's the poster child for the expansion, so of course it gets, like, everybody wants to play it and not the other tanks, and everybody wants to try Reaper, and <laughs> most of the time we're queuing with two Sages. I am genuinely surprised we managed to get through all of this Fortnite lore in under an hour. 
I think if I had asked more questions, it would have lasted longer. I'm just like, I'm also fighting off of off the sick too. Mm. So I've got like some kind of like head cold or some shit like that. So do you have any last questions about Fortnite though? Okay. Um, let's see. Also folks at home, if you have any Fortnite questions, you can just like at RNGG or at me or at digital crypt is probably at RNGG. I'll probably answer them on there. Yeah, I, yeah. Or, I maybe if we're doing a, a part two on here and not just talking about it on the next RNGG, who knows? I mean, yeah. I think the next RNGG might be too soon because that would be just after the event was over. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, we got to leave like a couple of days after the events ended to you know get the fallout. Hmm. Anyways, questions. Um. I guess what, what do you have any? like speculation for how like things are going to wrap up or like what they're going to cover for this ending or like do you think it's going to be one of the situations where it's like um they answer like three questions but leave like five like or they give you like three answers but like open up like five new questions and that's going to like what leads into the the next huge chapter of story um, I don't know if we're going to find out who Jenna and the sisters are until next chapter. I don't think mm. that's going to happen. I think yeah. Dark Jonesy's prophecies of either a painful sacrifice or total annihilation are both going to come true. Uh-huh. Um, in the form of someone painfully sacrifices themselves and then, you know, everything gets reset anyways. Mm-hmm. I don't know who would be painfully sacrificed. Literally, the only person I could think of that would be important to anyone would be Jonesy. And right. Jonesy's the Fortnite guy. You can't get rid of Jonesy. It's time to kill Peely again. Peely gets killed so many times. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't kill they can't kill um fuck, I always forget the, the buff cat's name. Uh Meowskulls. Meowskulls. Because if they kill Meowskulls, I will cancel Fortnite. Is, okay. So <laughs> fun fact about Meowskulls that I learned is that uh, uh based on like things that have happened in trailers uh meow schools might be in a relationship with a, one of the other characters who i believe is just a human woman who has like cat ears you know good for them yeah good for them i mean it's either that's, they're in a relationship or they're just very good friends um that's a uh, hrothgar and makote dating yeah that's basically exactly <laughs> it yeah that's exactly <laughs> it you nailed it <laughs> two different flavors of cat anthro but they're in love. Mm-hmm. Oh, um. so, actually, I did ask about Fortnite questions the other day, and the one that Tanner asked me is very interesting, um, okay. because of the way I had to answer it. Right. Tanner asked, uh, is Lynx the character uh, a heroine or a villainess? Uh, and my answer to that is that there's at this current point, there's not any good guy teams in Fortnite except for the seven, uh, because the Imagined Order are literally just plucking people out of other realities to make them fight on this island for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. The Seven want to stop them. We don't know if it's for a good thing or not, but I'm going to presume so. They seem like good, like they, they're doing a good thing, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, in all of Chapter 2, there's not a single good guy team. <laughs> <laughs> there's the Order, and there's the people who want to kill the Order, but not for good reasons, just because they're mad. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird. Um. I think 
the blue cube will probably become important. Maybe we turn all the cubes blue, mm-hmm. and it messes with the cube queen somehow. Um, I don't know. I genuinely have no idea what the painful sacrifice could be other than Jonesy dies. Or maybe the Foundation dies, I guess. Foundation being the leader of the Seven would have that be a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think there's going to be any... Because, like, pretty much this battle passes like set right like they're not going to do any like crazy reveals for skins or collabs like this uh, late in they the... did do a collab recently that i think will be ending around the time the end starts uh-huh. uh which was with the air jordan <laughs> you know the shoes yeah yeah they're, the shoes there are at least a couple of skins that are wearing air jordans um <laughs> and there's this map that you can go onto and if you go do like other like mini challenges on other maps that people have made you get things that'll unlock challenge rooms in this main hub map. And in the okay. challenge rooms, you have to do trick shots with basketballs. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's very good. So Charlie and I played that for like 20 minutes the other day. <laughs> <laughs> shots in Fortnite basketball. Yeah. That's my nap alarm that I woke up way sooner than I thought it would for. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so... I think that's... Oh, I was I, the reason why I was bringing that up is the painful sacrifice is actually going to be the Final Fantasy XIV collaboration where Louis Swab becomes a skin and then but he dies again. Oh, I thought you were going to say, um, oh god, Moonbrita was going to get sacrificed again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I actually think I was thinking something actually funny and not genuinely tragic. Um, just have fucking smiling louis wise he's overtaken by the fires of bahamut but like in the fortnite engine you could put a uh, final fantasy 14 magitech armor in fortnite and it would work mm-hmm. um also now i want a fortnite map that's just binding coil of bahamut <laughs> <laughs> that is a joke that's literally just for me Anyways, yeah, I think that's all I have to say on Fortnite, really. I am, I've become weirdly invested. I, I'm, I'm into it. This is real, like, like I said, it's very Kingdom Hearts to me. And again, not mm. in like the, like, oh, it's so complicated and wild and wacky. It's like, yeah, it's wild and wacky, but in a very calculated way, sometimes. Yeah. I wonder if Fortnite is sneaking two seasons ahead at all times. <laughs> Right, or if they're just very much doing, like, shit as they go. Listen, they they already have a working relationship with Disney. Let's get Sora in here. Look, they put Sora in Smash. It cost $100 million, but they did it. And like Epic has that kind of money. Yeah, and they've already gotten, like, Deadpool being able to, like, fight Batman. Mm. Like, three different flavors of Batman. There are so many Batman. And also CW's The Flash is there. <laughs> Not Marvel Comics, The Flash, but... Not DC Comics, The Flash either. Or sorry, whatever. I don't I don't superhero. You know, I looked it up, it is specifically... Like, and also, like, I could tell based on the suit design, but it is like very much like, all right, the Green Arrow and Flash skins were both designed around the, the CW shows. Hmm. Um, also, fun fact, the DC Universe's reality number... In Fortnite, the official reality designation is Reality NF1935. Okay. Because 1935 was apparently the first publication date on anything 
produced by or published by DC Comics. Uh huh. Although it was technically formed in 1934. I only know <laughs> that because I looked it up because someone was like, is that the good DC date? And I was like, oh, I just assumed it was when DC Comics was started, but let me check. So, I guess, like I said, if you have any Fortnite questions, you can either at RNGGCast on Twitter, or I guess like at Digital Cryptids, or just at me, at MadLobotanist, that's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. Crash. I'm on Twitter at Daphne Oliver, X-I-V. You can find me there. I'm not really posting much about Endwalker. I don't know. I've, I've got a policy. I'm not going to be talking about like any plot stuff like ever there. One, because I just don't want to like spoil people who are further behind than me. But also just like, I don't want to get into that shit with randos. That, that account's unlocked and I just don't want to interact with people I don't know. And I know if I start name-dropping NPCs, I'm going to have random people in my mentions. So, it's mostly still just going to be me posting screenshots, me talking about new job changes, or just, like, the new jobs themselves. Um, but if you have any thoughts about Final Fantasy XIV that aren't plot-related, hit me up there. Cassidy, you're, you're, did you, you did your personal plugs, right? I did my Twitter plug, and that's really all I'm going to do, because this is a Digital Cryptids feed show. And I'm always, yeah. like, weirdly lax about anything that goes up here. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'm gonna try to get this edited up before 4 o'clock on Saturday, the 4th. Uh-huh. So we'll see if I can do that. Um, fingers crossed. But, so if that happens, um, look forward to another episode hitting this feed at some point this month. It's gonna be at one of those Technicolor commentary ones. Um, so if you have a copy or are able to watch Jim Carrey's The Grinch, it might be a fun time. I unironically love that movie. It was good. <laughs> We we rewatched it and we were like, "Hey, this movie whips!" And I establish a new Grinch AU that I believe in. Um, and also, we learned that the Grinch says "bitchin" in the PG rated movie. Um, that movie was the first DVD my family owned. Yeah, that makes sense because the thing that okay, fun fun fact spoilers for what we're about oh, that episode when it goes up. Um. What we watched was, because it's not on any streaming services, and the only one of us that had a DVD copy available was uh, Bees. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went onto the Internet Archive, and I found that someone had done an upload of a rip of their VHS copy, and boy, howdy, was that quality rough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it was a fun time to experience it that way. And you know what? The movie didn't suffer from it being in, like, 144p. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, I think that we're, we're going to be out of here, so um, what can we say as a sign-off? Um, what's the, the fucking Fortnite song? I, I know the Fortnite song, but I don't think that's an ending thing. I think that's the music that's coming up as we're saying the ending thing. Okay. Um, see, a little bit, I'm like, I feel like Good Luck Have Fun still fits. <laughs> yeah, but we already established this isn't an RNG episode. Or RNG I know, episode. I know. But that's just like what you say when you do group content with randos. But it's not really... Fortnite's really not really collaborative, it's more competitive. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> How about that? How about we just say bye? Goodbye. Fortnite to play. You can't be most that not look like.